Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Heat Down here on WEMF Radio. Uh, uh, bop with me. Bop with me. Not a single person in the house booming me. Hold it a bit. Uh, sorry. The rage was starting to get to me. I had to uh-huh. unleash a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, we have a lot of people who came to feel sexy with the captain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking over the side of me, I see my main man. His He speaks boldly and his breath is minty fresh. Giving us his undivided attention. Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How we doing, Patrice? I'm not bad, my man. Good yeah. to see you. It's good to see you. I actually had a... A four days bachelor party I had to go to for my cousin, so oh, no this is the first day I've been sober in a while. <laughs> okay, but it's, right. I'm glad I'm spending it with everyone here. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you made that sacrifice of sobriety for the show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. All right, we are not alone in the house, my friend. I look to my mm-hmm. left, I see the incomparable Mix Macabre. Yo, yo. I see special in-house guests from the Tesseract Players of Boston. Why don't you yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Melissa, and I am the creative director for the Tesseract Players of Boston. Welcome, welcome. Good stuff. Thank you. I'm, also, I, I'm the assistant creative director. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm <laughs> also uh, very no. important. No, very, you're very not, important. Stop. That's not a thing. No, what? Melissa, can you corroborate this? Um, she's the second biggest cheese. Yeah, the they're the biggest second cheese. biggest cheese. I'm, I'm cheese. Yeah, I, if, if Melissa is Brie... I'm like the Gouda that people eat when the brie runs out. I'm the Gouda. That's, all right, all right, good. all right. So apparently Mix is going to whack poetic, and we're going to listen to their lies and fibs later on. <laughs> but I'm um, looking down the line. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking down the line, the man who's fiddling with buttons and knobs, ever focused, ever, hey, yeah. hey, uh, ever attentive, yeah. Yeah. Of course, just Johnny. Yo. This man in the house. That's right. All right, and you can't see him, but you can smell him. DJ Herbie Herb. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Do we brother. have do we have smell vision now? Did we oh, did we upgrade there. to Imagine. this? And nobody told me. Yeah. You gotta get in there. You gotta get the what attachment. What time to be alive? The attachment for the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Moon pies. All right, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We have reviews. We have an interview, and we have all types of good stuff for yous. But first, man, I want to find out what's going down because I haven't seen this gentleman in a while. I haven't seen that gentleman in a while. I haven't seen this person in a while. I haven't seen. Well, how you always dare you call me a person? Okay, fine. This thing in a while. This Thank is, you. This is. This Slimy individual in a while. Acceptable. Yeah. Acceptable. Uh, all right. Now, uh, Adam, yes. this is a chance to hang out with you a while ago, man. What's going down? What's that? I was at your place. I was like, dude, I'm going to yeah, go Yeah, you there. went to me my place of work, but you didn't drop me a line before you stopped in. Yeah. I, God forbid I take a day off every once in a while. A man's got to surprise people and keep <laughs> things interesting. Yeah, but you made the trip out there. and then I did. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't there. I apologize for, uh, for missing No, no, man, man. Please, we'll rain check it. Yes. All right. Yes, that's something we can do for sure. Cool, cool, cool. We get, get maybe a game night back together. Oh, know? yeah. No, I'm, I'm down with that, yeah. We played, what was it? We played, uh, we played Alien vs. Predator Clue. Clue. Oh, that was that was horrible. That was... It wasn't great, but... Uh, How does it compare to the company was fine. <laughs> How does it compare to the film? <laughs> Nothing compares to the film, but if they made a film version of Alien vs. Predator and Clue... Um, <laughs> As long I, I, as Tim I, Curry shows Who would have done fine. it, I was going to say. Yeah, no, no, the real question is, who'd be Mr. Body? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, It'd I'm thinking be Kevin the, Costner reprieving his role from the big, uh, what's it? What's the movie? He was in, we just played the body and he, he didn't. Okay. Wait, wait, that farting corpse? No. Oh, wait, no, no that, that was, that was wasn't that Harry thinking, Potter? Yeah, you're thinking of uh, Daniel Swiss Army Man. That's a, that's a very different film. It is a very okay, movie. all right, all right. Okay, well, we'll have a farting corpse and <laughs> aliens and predators. <laughs> It'll be extra special. Um, no, no, no. We've got reviews for you, like I said, and I want to jump right in with the first one because I got to check out Legend of Korra Turf Wars. 
Now, sounds talk intense. This sounds conflicting. Like it's that. the turf wars <laughs> in the land. Of sounds the very Avatar. intense. <laughs> well, no, it was actually really good, but it was more of a light story. Even though it seems like they're trying to paint a heavier atmosphere, it's still an Avatar story. And I mean, the show originally got. Uh, oh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is the uh, comic continuation of the story from the previously very successful series, uh, The Legend of Korra, the TV show, mm-hmm. which they tried to cancel like five times, but still carried on because the fans were just that ravenous for so it. So it's like Family Guy early and Futurama, more like. Ah, yeah, pretty so much. So just, just won't die. Yeah. Well, Never gets an audience that it needs, but it, the, the, the ones they do have are passionate enough to, to well, will it back I don't into understand why this thing gets so little respect. The story was cool. Um, everyone loved the Avatar universe. It was a great idea that if they just put a little more faith behind, it wouldn't have had all the controversy and, oh, we're canceling it after this, so you can only find it online, maybe if you pay for it. Like, screw you, just give us the good series. Anyways, this is showing that uh, the fans can speak out and actually be heard because this is continuing the story that they left off on at the end of the, at the series finale mm-hmm. of the TV show. When, if, if anyone didn't watch it, what happened is Korra and Asami walked off into the spirit world together. Well, this is the continuation. This book literally starts off. So they're in the uh, spirit as, world? When it, when it yeah, yeah. Okay. This literally starts off. The first panel is them stepping through the panel that we saw them walking towards uh, at the end okay. of the uh, of the TV show. And it was pretty good. I just want to first, quick spoiler, but just because Mix has to know. Do they kiss, Pat? They slob down <laughs> hard. Pat, do they visibly kiss? Do you see them kissing? They not. They, they set aside a whole page for it. <sighs> the entire kiss page? Asami Asa- 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 looks at Korra. Korra <laughs> looks at Asami. Asami says, there's one thing I want to do before we go home. And, and Cora just kind of blushes, and then they like they, they, they bust the slob. Yes. Okay. Thank I think God. I think I think there was drool coming down chins there. Okay. Finally, it the was... gay agenda has been fulfilled. Okay. No, that's one thing I want I want to touch on because this is um it's it's a continuation of that, and they finally explored that, which the censors wouldn't let them do. Yeah. The this is a jokes TV aside. Show. Like this is awesome. They explore they each other. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> but um the TV show kind of censored that, and I actually didn't pick it up the first time. I just figured maybe a uh, a really strong friendship was developing. They're just gal- being pals, Pat. Yes. You know what? I'm naive to these things. I didn't realize it was any kind of sexual thing. I'm just like, you know, that's that's awesome. They're doing a good, a hardcore friendship where there's all this turmoil and even a war about. And then, no, they're, they're just, they're probably getting down. But this book... Trying to really uh, enforce that they have the uh, they have the uh, the gay relationship that's really accept that's heavily that's accepted every well not everywhere but that's accepted in the um, in the society that they that they've established so far. Right. And there's good ways to do it and there's bad ways to do it. This one kind of floated the middle because it was good that they showed uh, that yes people around you are accepting if you're honest with them and people that love you will continue to love you if you expose who you really are don't be afraid to come out as the person you know you you know you, you know you know yourself to be right, right. but the way this is written the way they show that acceptance is it's like hey family we're gay and then they're like, oh, nice. that's awesome. We're happy for you because we're all secretly gay, too. Like, nice. <laughs> really? No, it, well, yeah. It's just like every, everyone that comes across, oh, you're gay. Well, dig this. Choice. Um, Avatar Kiyoshi was gay, too. <laughs> yeah. And you know so, what? I'm gay as well. My and girlfriend was gay this. as well. And, and then so-and-so was gay as well. And it's like everyone, it, that's not the yeah. way to, to show a story of acceptance. That's yes, kind it of, is. It, it's idealizing. No, it's a, fine. Uh, and un- okay, fine. What do you got? <laughs> let, me, my, let me get you a thoughts on this. My girlfriend literally, like, called me to be like, yo, guess who's gay? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> because you know what? Okay, joking aside, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. How often do you have multiple queer characters within one storyline? 
Okay, you're right. Truly, not, truly, truly. I'm just saying. It's not, uh, it's not often. Uh, you, you went, how are you to short bus? answering your question? You went to short bus? I mean, that's a great I mean, uh, answer. The movie. That's a great answer. I like but it, it is also a, a queer film. Yes. And okay, here's, Will and Grace. There here's you go. the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let anyone naysay on there being so many awesome queer characters in Avatar, because here's why. Uh, who cares? Uh, everything's straight. Do you ever? Do you ever read a comic book and you're like, man, why is everyone straight? All these straight people. Can you believe it? All the characters are straight. Their parents are straight. Their ancestors are straight. Nobody's doing this that. This is more along the lines of if you Make remember John Wick two. John it's like suddenly everybody is an assassin. Oh, you know, the saying, call goes out. I mean, so I, so I sexually identify as an assassin. There's I don't know anyone else. Oh, thank, but... thank you for that. You want to finish this? I'm, I'm answering the question that you asked. And okay, here. Now, the reason it bothers me is because in John Wick 2, we had an awesome story, and I'm like, cool, let's see it play out. But suddenly everyone's an assassin. He passes bums on the street. All six of them sitting there get up, and they're all assassins. He uh, goes on the subway, and like nine people out of ten on the subway car are assassins trying to get him. Mm -hmm. He's walking down a hallway, and then four people out of like six turn to him, and they're assassins. Sounds great. It gets, it gets beyond the realm of believability and makes the story suffer. It took me out of what was a really good story. I okay? don't, you know, I I don't want to... What's up? Concern you, Pat. Mm -hmm. But there's something you might want to know about GLBTQ people. Okay, what do you got? Oftentimes, they all group together. And right. it's very likely that... I have a story for that. Oh, oh, Johnny, right. Johnny has a we're, we're story. Off, we're off on this tangent. Go ahead, Johnny. What do you got, man? Okay. To prove this group corral thing, mm -hmm. I got involved in a many, many, many male... Uh, rent out a hotel room. Everyone show up. By the way, I was I was at the hotel room first. There was no one else. I was there alone. I was uh, long. I'm not. I'm gonna cut that out. But basically, <laughs> waiting there. All of a sudden, uh, ten to fifteen uh, fully grown adult men come in and they start dumping backpacks loaded with like condoms, lubricants. And sex toys. No one okay, so this? back on the subject of Legend of Korra, that's I don't know what that had to do with where I was going with this, Johnny. But oh, now the story itself actually. also <laughs> brings back the characters that, that we got to know in the original series. We see, uh, we see Mako again. We see uh, Bolin. We see uh, Chief Beifong, and we get the. She's a, she's the story does pick up right where it left off. Now the thing about this is, if you didn't watch the series, you will be kind of at a loss. Because a lot of it does depend on you're you're completely gonna know these characters or you're not. There's no um, account of hey this is so and so and this is so and so. If you didn't watch the original series, you wouldn't even know that Mako and uh, Bolin are brothers. Mm. It, it's it's set up so that it's really a, a love letter to the fans. That's similar to the the Buffy comic book, which is like Buffy season eight or whatever, like picked up where the. TV series left off. Yes, pretty much. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's good when they don't harp on. Well, now we got to you know force feed everyone every you know nuance of backstory. But it's just something as popular as this should at least acknowledge some of it, uh, just to give uh, someone okay. who's may, who may be fresh to it. You know, they heard about this TV show, they never got a chance to watch it, and now their friends are raving about this new comic that was actually a really good story. You know, I have my gripe with it that I just mentioned because it took me out of the story a little. It seemed a little unreal. Um, mm. But then again, you do have to suspend your disbelief when you talk about a world where there's uh, spirit the world. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. So you can air. so you can manipulate the elements mm. with like the essence of your soul. Yeah. But knowing more than three gay people, I have no problem. Really with, took you out of the story. I have no problem with <laughs> multiple people being gay. 
The story is 99% of folks are secretly gay. That's the thing. Everyone was... I don't want to uh, alarm you about the real world, yeah, but Jesus. I'm just kidding. I wish. Right. I don't think he's, he's, he's no, I'm saying joking. that. I'm he's, joking. All right, well, I anyways, what, I was, what I was getting at is I actually did like this story. Be you aware that some things may take you out of it. Also, they seem to be forming um, uh, this war, this turf war that they uh, talk about. They seem to be establishing more of a race war. Oh. Yeah, which is kind of, uh, it might be a little heavy for the Avatar universe. But then again, the Legend Core is. Of course, more step of it a, up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, more of a, uh, it's more of a mature audience's show than the original Avatar The Last Airbender. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. I highly recommend this book. It's out from Dark Horse Comics uh, now. It's The Legend of Korra Turf Wars. When's the M. Night Shyamalan movie coming out? Oh, stop that. We're not. That, <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't he making a Shyamalan sequel? Isn't that Shyamalan Ding Dong sequel? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to kick it over to Mix Macabre, who has the oh, boy. down. Oh, yeah. On, uh, on Dream Netty. <laughs> oh, boy, do I. Mm. Hell of a name, too. So uh, I'll just Dream give you. Let me, yes. let me lay it out for you, people. So Dream Daddy Dream is Daddy. a game put out by the Game Grumps, who are oh, very Daddy. popular Let's Players that are on YouTube. Yeah. And this game was uh, a labor of love mm-hmm. in the dating simulator genre, which is not as popular in America as in other countries, but uh, there's there's been a lot of them up over the years. What's that? Uh, a dating simulator is where you your goal is to basically win the heart of another character. Hatoful Boyfriend would be a very popular example. Uh, that was a game uh, where you date pigeons. Oh, well, yeah. So uh, here's a little I spiel for Dream that. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, my my shout out to my best friend Kaylee. Uh, they really like pigeons. Well, and, first, uh, well, you say that, and the first thing that flashed to mind, which didn't exist back then, which I definitely would have brought up, if anyone has watched uh, Mike Tyson's Mysteries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the uh, mm-hmm. pigeon played by Norm Macdonald. Indeed, is this is, oh, <laughs> check out Mike Tyson Mysteries, guys. It's great. Actually, a good show. Yeah. But uh, so, Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator, is a game where you play as a dad. So you basically make your own dad, guys. So you, you log in, you make, it, you I make wish your I dad did that when I was a kid. And, and your goal is to meet and romance other hot dads. Are you ready? Hi, ready. I'm dead. Oh, jeez. I, <laughs> so, I, I saw some of the gameplay. Not the, control, I saw good. some of the gameplay. Yeah. And your options for creating a dad are like so, wolf, very, uh, very, uh, otter. You can make. Um, so there's three body types, yeah. basically twink, otter, and full-on bear. But what I really appreciated, actually, in terms of inclusivity, is for every body type, you can be cis male. You can be uh, designated male at birth, or you could actually be transmasculine, and there's a choice that you can have a binder bod, is what they called it. So you can really be very inclusive in this game, and you can make all kinds of wacky dads. I'm like, also impressed that Trapper make, Keeper got involved in the uh, creation. <laughs> that you can make all kinds of different, like, you can make. I made silly ones based on characters. You know, they have Goku hair, they have anime eyes, or like I made myself, and it was actually a pretty nice looking dad. Well, to I be fair, so you also have the uh, the Goku hair and the anime. Eyes. Yeah, I do have Goku hair and anime eyes. Yeah. But gameplay wise, it's really a fun game. I mean, granted, this is right in my wheelhouse here, but it was a very smooth game. It's well animated. Like it's uh, has cute, you know, not too much animation to it, but the elements that it did are, are quite well done. All the characters are actually well fleshed out. One of the things people were concerned with going into it was, would it feel weirdly exploitative? You know what I mean? Like, does it feel like we're mocking different types of people? No. Everything was really, you know, there's a, a large bodied character. Never is there a fat joke. There's only really cute talk like, oh, he's so so big and strong. Like, mm. But mm, he's just so big. Neither does anything feel 
fetishistic in that way. It doesn't feel like, you know, you, you're a dad trying to take care of your daughter. Her name is Amanda. She's real great. I like her. She's spunky. Well, you wouldn't and, say the dad fetish isn't No, well, that's, that's, your, that's on some of the dad fetishes. But that's the thing. It's not... Like, go ahead, without getting time. without getting yeah. in too much into the deep dark of Tumblr here, it's, bad boy these are taxes? dads yeah. and not daddies. Ah, uh, uh, okay. These are these are dads, and you're dating, and they all have great. They have great personalities. My my personal favorite, because uh, I'm cliche garbage, is uh, Damien Bloodmarch, who is a. <laughs> Uh, goth dad uh, and then my second favorite is Robert who uh, is known in the game as knife dad because he's fond of knives oh yes of, of for the, uh, whittling of, for of, whittling of the Kenny Bunkport knife yes dad. of the Kenny Bunkport knife dad <laughs> <laughs> no you broke me so if I have any drawbacks on the game it's just that it's rather brief you can give yourself two days of casual play and you can play through the whole game there's multiple ranked endings, much like in dating simulators that other people are familiar with. So let's say you go on a date with one of the dads and you don't answer all the questions quite well and you piss him off a little bit. You might get a lower rank and won't have a good ending with him. A perfect example of one of the characters, if you, uh, using the, the goth dad as an example, you know, as you get to know goth dad, Damien, you learn more about him and learn more about his true interests and how he feels about himself. And if you kind of play up like, oh, I'm really into your vampire aesthetic, he like never reveals more of himself. And in the end, he decides you should just be friends. Wow. But if you want to land that goth dad, you got to pick the right answers. And it's real cute because there's really interesting scenarios. Again, each character feels very well fleshed out. You know, there's one dad that's very, you know, athletic and he like really overexerts himself and wants to be the best, best, best dad he can be. And every dad kind of has something they have to learn about themselves. Is there one with like mustard stains and, you know, a. uh, Sally, no, (laughs) there's no slob dad, but you can be that dad if you really want. I I haven't made my dad yet because that's what it would be. (laughs) You haven't made. Yeah, I don't recommend trying to make any of y'all's own dads. Like, maybe make up, like, an ideal dad. Make, is, 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 <laughs> I don't want to cast aspersions on anyone's father figures, but... Is, I want to I I make a, uh, loafers and basketball Unless you really want... You can do that. Yeah, you Sandals can totally. and socks, dad. Yeah. You can have sandals and socks, dad. I mean, you can't pick the shoes, the but they have all sorts of wacky clothing options. One of the things I really like is they have... Uh, Danny from Game Grumps has this great outfit that's like a like a luchador outfit, and that's one of the Salt. choices. So you can you can do a lot of different things, but I'd say really cute game. It's only fifteen bucks, and I highly recommend it if you're into the sort of like it's really witty. My favorite thing in the game is that the, one of the backstories for your dad Sona, whatever dad you make, is that he used to be in a ska band. I'm sorry, I just want to call attention to the term dad Sona. Dad Sona, it's your persona that you make when you're dad. It's your dad Sona. Of course, yeah, sure. So. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but like, right, who am I? Well, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm damn. Ah, I mean, if you I play Pat, I mean, Bender's dad. I want to, I want, there's, there's a really good coffee dad, uh, and owns, owns a shop called the Coffee Spoon, and he's, mm. he's a former musician. And he, for example, one of the first interactions you have with him is he has some banana bread, and you need to name it for him. Oh, wow. Sounds so, like, uh, your options are, of course, you know, the grateful banana bread. Yes. Right said banana bread. Oh, come on. And then my personal favorite, the bread Kennedys. Oh, <laughs> And that kind of encapsulates the whole game. It has this really fun, effervescent humor to it. The writing is really crisp. It's clearly made by people in their late 20s, early 30s, because a lot of the humor is just that era of things. And I just feel like it's a tight game. I look forward to some of the updates. I know they... Um, 
in in the fandom, there's been a lot of whisperings of some sort of secret evil ending for one of the characters. There might be some sort of Halloween update. I know there's also been some. Is he a satanic priest? Maybe. But there's been. He looked looked like you know uh, he had like the. He's a little cardigan. Carry and everything. Yeah, he's a little cardigan. I really, I'm a big fan of his wife. His (laughs) wife. That's Joseph. No knife dad. No knife dad's the good. No knife dad is a sweet man. Don't you talk about knife dad that way. Don't talk to knife dad. Knife dad needs a good long hug. He's got a dad who gets the baby's first revolver. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a lot going on. And, like, one of the things that's really fun also is when you do different lines, you see glimpses of other characters if you do them in different orders. Like, if you date, for example the good Christian dad twice and then you date knife dad twice and you go on your third date with the good Christian dad knife dad comes out and is like whoa buddy he's garbage oh wait you know what you're garbage for being with him too wow. so he like, like tells you so it hints at like oh like what went on between, on between them mm. little do we know so there's clearly going to be more updates released in time and you also want to like maintain a nice relationship with your daughter there's lots of cute jokes it's just a lot of fun my favorite running gag in it is they watch a TV series called Paranormal Ice Road Truckers, <laughs> which of course combines paranormal uh, TV activity. shows, activity with shows with ice road truckers, and it's really, really funny. And it comes up a couple times. There's a bunch of made-up TV shows in it that's great. We got to get three tons of ectoplasm across the tundra. Yeah, yeah the, pretty the much. TV genre of just like guys doing work. Yeah, I mean, and they make jokes about that work. also. There, well, there's a lot of fun things in there. At least have like jobs you probably won't do. Yeah, but and that was going to a like, bunch of different jobs, but like this, like, hey, watch this guy fish, or watch this guy. Yeah, well, this I, there's a really fun, there's also mini games. When you go end. on dates with the dads, every now and then there's a mini game. One of them is uh, you go fishing, which is a really cute game. Uh, my favorite mini game is when you are with Knife Dad, you do some whittling <laughs> and make all kinds of awesome <laughs> whittled things, such as uh, you make a stick into a smaller stick. It's like a son-in-law. Can I please whittle wood with you? I feel like a a date with Knife Dad would be, okay, so now we're resting in this rocking chair on the porch. (laughs) And there's a lot of, like, cute dad humor. I really like it. There's a lot of grill puns. They all have a a cookout. And I feel, you know, I've played through a couple times. There's a lot of permutations I haven't done yet, so I don't know what other fun things might be revealed. I feel like So it's not just on rails, then? No, uh, you you can get different, for example, like... I played through it broke my heart to do this but I tried to pick all the worst answers for the goth dad so that he would like have the like let's just be friends talk at the end because I wanted to see the (laughs) ending and they make like if you choose a good answer there's hearts if you choose a bad answer there's like black smoke and they look mad if you choose a really really good answer like the best choice hearts so there's hearts Squirt emoji what? and eggplant emoji fly wow. out of the the background. That's wow. inappropriate. Okay, so sure. so not not all ages. <laughs> Excuse me, this is Dream Daddy. Well, that's the thing with the game. It does have some like racier content. There's nothing explicit shown. There's some it's implied wet dream dad. like. Here's here's a tip, players and listeners. If you want to romance Knife Dad, mm-hmm. don't bang him the first night. It locks his root. Oh, who does it? Knife Dad needs to <laughs> Like be two finessed. dogs after so that. Gotta, turn you got to turn him down if you, if you meet him. <laughs> wow. Okay. But it's just. That's how you rope him in. Yeah. But it's, uh, like I said, the, the raciest content is just like implied that they're going to bang and then it cuts to black. There's so it's nothing. Like a, it's it's PG 13 at its most, absolutely. It's like a haze code movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, like, it's really cute. It's, it's like really Leisure cute. Shoot Larry. The, uh, the uh, post-divorce edition. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, highly, highly recommend. Extremely inclusive game. 
really fun, witty dialogue. And again, I think good replay value in the sense that I believe more content will be coming and just the fact that you can do things in different orders. Depending on how you date them, there's different responses. And also, you get different endings depending on how you do. So it's a good game. I thought it was really fun. It has a really big hype around it when it was coming out because it's funny. You're like, you're going to date dads, but then you're also a dad. <laughs> We're all yeah. dads now. But <laughs> way you smack. I'm not that kind of dad. <laughs> Actually, that I believe literally happens. That literally happens? <laughs> oh, wow. I just got okay. deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Tween one dad's Daddy. name? Moon, uh, Check Moon, it out. Moon Blood Dad? No, uh, Damien Bloodmarch. Damien Bloodmarch. Da- uh, let's just, uh, Damien Moon Bloodmarch. Damien Bloodmarch. Like That's a good name. You can yeah, name yeah. If you want to make a dad, though, and you want to make your own goth dad, you can yeah. name him Moon <laughs> Blood Blood or whatever. Or moon oh, Moon. You can name blood. him whatever you want. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm going to call him um, Double Dragon Blood Dad. Mm. Pat, I promise uh, I will if make you, you. I'm going to call him If You See Kami. You can do that. Third. You can name him that if you want. It's happening. And I, I promise I'll make you next time I, I play through. Please do. All right. Nice and fat. I, done and done. All right. <laughs> that was Dream Netty. <laughs> that dream Netty. Dream Netty. Oh, I, I got to say Dream Netty. For the kids. Let, let me get let me, mix. Let me get it one time. Dream Netty. Dream Daddy. There you go. All right. Now we're going to turn it over to the very patient. I don't, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Melissa. I don't know your last no, name. No, that's perfect. All right. Um, All right. Tell it's us like about... Madonna. It's just Melissa. Really? Sweet no. Melissa. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gullible. Don't do that. Her. Back me up on this. Nah, he's getting up. This guy. Herb's like, now screw you. Herb's like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going for snacks. All right. But no, I'm going to turn it over because you are here to talk about the Tesseract Players of Boston. Performing at Boston Comic Con. Yeah, so uh, we've performed at Boston Comic Con once before, but we never actually got the chance to do Rocky Horror. But because Boston Comic Con got almost all of the original characters that are still alive to actually come down and be in one place at yeah, the same time, really? they kind of were out there looking for a cast, and we jumped on it. And hell yeah, nice. there are a few other casts in the area, and they were like, you know what? go for it. And in return, we're advertising for everybody because we're like one big happy New England Rocky Horror family. Crazy. It's like it's like you all and then that wonderful actor Barry Bostwick, the most underappreciated of all time. He, Until he gets to Spin City. And then he, he sure he will be there. Absolutely. Bear Bear's going to yeah. be in town. The, uh, <laughs> Bear Bear. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I still have, haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture you've Show. Never seen I've seen the movie. I just haven't gone to like a midnight show. So you're a virgin. I am. Oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, well, never, 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 never. You don't want to tell us these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I brought it up one time and uh, yeah. Pat was supposed to take me. I was. Uh, I, I, I would I would not do that to you, my friend. Okay, that is not the dad dates we have. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right, but Mix, you are also part of this. Yes, uh, part of this I am group. also a part of this group. All right, well, give us the lowdown. T- tell us a little bit about the history, if you will. Yes, tell us Tesseract. more. All right, so uh, Tesseract at this point, oh man, and I'm probably going to get some angry texts, but I think maybe 25 years we've been around. Oh wow. We right. came together as a group of friends, like a lot of people from other casts kind of got together and they were like, you know what, let's uh, let's have an additional cast in the area. There's yeah. uh, there's not enough oversaturation of people in fishnets. <laughs> let's roll. Could never get there. Yeah. So we actually have a few members of our cast that started at Exeter Street, which is one of the first three movie yep. theaters in the United States that to ever play the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's one of the first shadow casts. So we have some alum from there that are still very active with us. Um, and we got together, and one of the girls was real into a Rinklettenheim and was like, Tesseract, and told mm. our current 
uh, our current business director, he books all of our shows, Glenn, and they were like, go get flyers for us for mm -hmm. our first show, Tesseract Players. Mm -hmm. And Glenn is uh, not the greatest with the spelling, so we actually <laughs> don't spell it correctly. It's T-E-S. E R A C T okay. instead of the double by accident. Right. Glenn, who's probably listening and has just been called out. Hey, on hey I'm wearing. I'm I'm wearing. I'm repping the Magic Dragon comic book shop in Arlington that everyone should go to and is definitely not owned by our friend Glenn. <laughs> but it actually it leads to like a real good story. So Glenn does a lot of our MC work and he'll tell people that we've received, you know, a lot of hate mail from like Joss Whedon, Whedon fans, because we're the Tesseract. Oh, and we, Whedon himself. we had it first, yeah. but that's why we spell it wrong is to distance ourselves from him. So he's over time well, really been able to like beef, make you know? a like <laughs> a cute little joke about it, which is really fun. But we kind of started as um, what was affectionately called the roadcast from hell. We never had a home theater. Mm. So we would just travel around. We do college shows, mm -hmm. any theaters that would take us. And over time we've had a few residencies if you, you can will. find us in Salem toward Halloween especially I yeah we so. usually do um, th we usually do three to four shows in Salem every year we do four to five in Lemonster and we do once a month most months of the, most months of the year and uh, fresh pond at Apple cinema oh I know it so right which, now we which just got sweet new seats oh man sweet new seats reclining oh, yeah. red leather chairs I think you prefer awesome. that yeah. more like traveling around in a bunch of different theaters opposed to one single place all the time I mean it's nice for us because I mean where we do have those two kind of main theaters that we're at most of the time we have a lot of repeat customers but what we've found is that the it it's working to our advantage to kind of be everywhere for us in terms of getting new people. Right. So yeah. we've been able to get cast members that have come in from Cambridge, from Lemonster, from Salem, that we all kind of meet at Magic Dragon Comics mm. in Arlington. Not owned by Glenn. <laughs> Not owned by Glenn. <laughs> um, and we rehearse there, but it's just nice that we've been able to pool people from kind of all across the state to kind of right, join our right. merry band of weirdos. Yeah, we have some yeah. people as far as Rhode Island. and then yeah. Yeah. So folks come to you, like, I'm very interested in theater, I love Rocky Horror, I love everything you do, all about Shadow, cool. And you jump them in? Yeah, I mean, that, when someone's like, you know, I really want a reliable way to look at boobs, uh, Couple times a month, yeah. so uh, and I don't want to travel that much. I really want to wear a corset and underwear and fishnets in public. How do I achieve that? Well, that kind of well, changes the dynamic of the jump. Come on yeah. down, come on friend. <laughs> yeah, Boston Comic Con is especially going to be fun for us because to be there when they have Tim Curry yeah. as a guest of honor, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. He's so great in everything. What's your yeah. favorite Tim Curry? Uh, the Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, good answer. <laughs> mine's mine's Skull Master. Oh, you took mine. Annie. <laughs> or the He's Shadow. So good as Rooster and Annie. Uh, right, yes, under, he was. Were you, were you really going to say Skull Master? I was, but I can also so say good in that. Captain Hook. That is fair. From Peter Pan and the Pirates. Yeah, which is also okay. excellent, but Skull Master was. Skull Master was great. Oh, oh, it's special. Johnny, you're off the quiet over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, the shadow though. I liked him that. I liked him that. Jumps out the window too. Kills himself. We had right. a few words over there. All right. Well, listen, did you say yours? Uh, yeah, it's Annie. Ah, uh, I did like that. Although he did do a dope two-story arc in Criminal Minds, that was pretty good. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I saw that. No one said Clue. I'm surprised. Her, were you saying I don't that like one? Clue. You I don't, don't like Clue what? at there all. She said it. I don't like Boom. Clue. Boom. Wow. I know. Wow. I don't think anybody liked Clue at the time, too. Wasn't it? I don't like it. You know, it did grow on me, but in all fairness, like growing up in the hood, it's not really like the If I have to pick him in a live role, it would be Legend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You got a thing for the horns? Oh, Darkness. 
That, that's my new number one. Is it, is it yeah. legend? Do you legend, have an old yeah. My only goal in life Absolutely. is to be Meg Mucklebones. I just want to be a hideous swamp witch who gets complimented by twinks. I just want to be alone. Wow. I, ju- I just want to be in that suit and just have... I just want to be in that suit. These are disturbing goals to have. You, I wanna, you just want to be a large demon man? I want to be a large, red, horny demon man. <laughs> we can make your dreams come true, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like you're happen. halfway call there me, already. Call me darkness. You can, I'm not doing that. Look, I don't care what your fet life says. And then also but. give me that deep voice. <laughs> I need it. Cowards. Oh, okay, okay. This got, this got, this got really personal. We're going right back to Dream Dad. Are we talking about, like, dad, yeah. are we describing <laughs> movies, or are we talking about wait, wait, Dream pa- Daddy? Wait, wait, pause. Can you make uh, Darkness over there in, uh, in Dream Daddy? Uh, I mean, you can make a human version of him. You can make a Kaijinka of him, if you wish. Mm. I hope this we'll, doesn't we'll awaken. You can make Tim Curry, definitely. Which Tim Curry? You could uh, you can make a lot of different Tim Curries. All right, all right. Put a little spice on there. They're all rice. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the things that we're also doing at uh, Boston Comic Con, we're doing Doctor Horrible's Sing Along. Nice. Sing Along, boss. I've seen yeah. that show. It's a good one. The lie. We're also hosting panels. We are. What so, panels are we hosting? So on Friday, kind of like to gear it up, we are doing like a Rocky Horror Crash Course, like an Etiquette 101 panel. So it takes you from what to expect and why Rocky Horror is still a thing, like straight through the show, like what uh, what AP lines are, what you throw at the screen, right, things that, like that. That's actually really important and it's a really good thing to do because uh, there's a lot of people that like want to get involved in something and, and but the fandom is so crazy that it's almost intimidating to kind of, you know, uh, approach. So Absolutely. I said the thing with a uh, a few shows now. It's like, I, I kind of want to get into it, but I don't know where to start, and I don't, you know. Yeah, that's also why I have trouble going to Pats games, you know. It's like, you know, that right? fandom yeah. is just so hard to break into because everyone's nuts. Yeah, and you ask a question, you you feel stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that. This is great. So yeah, what, I mean, what, 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 what do you recommend uh, to... For uh, for throwing things? Yes. <laughs> oh, well. Not buttered toast. <laughs> oh, it's a fun story. I was playing Janet at Salem Theater, Cinema Salem, and I got a piece of toast hucked at me. And let me tell you, it hurts so much more than you think it ever will. I heard it, like, thwack against me. It was terrible. Oh, was this in the protest, or was someone like... No, the people yell toast. a toast, Rock and hard. people throw yeah. toast. If it had been cinnamon and raisin, I probably would have eaten it, but it wasn't. Um, so I would say not toast, not hot dogs. Not hot dogs. Hot dogs it's a really old thing because um, in that whole planet schmanet scene, everyone says you're a hot dog. So one old traditional thing was to throw hot dogs, which I can only imagine really increase the rat population. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now my Just only like my only experience with that was dogs. I think it was in the uh, in the uh, in the sixth grade. Uh, some cat started a food fight, and I was just like, yeah, I wasn't having it. That it was a bad day. So the only food I had on my plate was a hot dog. I picked that up and uh, hooked it and said, I'm not playing with y'all anymore. And I realized <laughs> I've just thrown a hot dog saying, I'm not playing with you anymore. Uh, it, oh, boy. It, yeah. Cut. Yeah, yeah, the next couple right of weeks back to rough. Dream Daddy. <laughs> we just keep coming back to that. Hot Apparently. dog daddy. Yeah. <laughs> The theme of the night. But uh, we're also going to do on Sunday, we have a panel. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a game show. So we are playing the match game. Mm-hmm. And oh. the panel of celebrities will be Rocky Horror characters. Oh, that's fun. So our cast members are going to be answering questions about Rocky Horror, as well as other things at Boston so Comic Con, other fandoms. number one, if you were to take me out on the date. Well, that's that's, that's a dating game. game. That's a dating game? The match that's game it. is where you fill in the blank, and you want to get a match with oh, the other okay. person. Okay. So it would be something like, you know, Pat was so annoyed that Mix kept bringing up Dream Daddy that he shot lasers out of his blink. 
Oh, wow. So you're contestant. So many words just came My reaction would have been like, girl, I'm going to fill in your blank. <laughs> so the contestant I mean, will pick a word, whether vague, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I, whatever, and uh, then your celebrity guests will have to try to match with them. And it's usually hilarious usually, and no one yeah, usually matches. Some good comedy there. But it's a nice hour-long way to kind of decompress. There's, I mean, a lot of people in attendance. It gets overwhelming. So it's just a nice, fun activity in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. We're slated for 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give out room numbers because I know everything is subject to change. <laughs> okay. Our etiquette panel, our 101, where you can also learn how to time warp if you don't know, yep. even though the words tell you how. We're going to be doing that Friday night at 6 p.m. And our big show is, mo- is Sunday morning at 11. So we're actually... Saturday morning. I'm sorry. Saturday morning at 11. We are kicking off the conversation with the first big event so we're hoping for a really great turnout we're going to be in the main theater um, which is actually going to be right by where uh, they're going to be having Stan Lee all weekend so hopefully we'll get in the tattoo zone behind the glass wall I know when I go to Boston Comic Con I want a tattoo you I do? mean, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be doing Doctor Horrible uh, on Saturday afternoon at six at five p.m. Sounds like you got a lot on your plate there. That's yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, sad news to report: Mr. Loaf has uh, backed out of the convention. Ah, the loaf on, is no longer coming. We no don't know what'll be for dinner, but I'm sure it'll be tasty. Man, <laughs> I wanted to meet Robert Tom Paulson. Sadly, he's he's not in attendance. His name. Mm. Now, Rob Paulson will be in attendance. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name too, eh? <laughs> oh. Okay, Rob, are you talking about Rob Paulson, the voice actor? Yes. Voice well, I actually, I, I told the story on here. I ran into him at New York Comic Con a couple years ago, and he was so psyched that I knew who he was that uh, he did he did. It was real fun. I like to imagine he just walks around, um, like mumbling to himself, "United States man, I'm not Mexican." Well, that's what it was. He's just a dude. Like, like you, you don't know what he looks like. He's, he was just some guy, like walking through the through the con. And I was like, "Oh man, it's Rob Paulson." He was like, "Hey, it was, like, it was really cool." Finger gun. Well, he was around because uh, I think he was doing a voice on the new Ninja Turtles. It was the year that the yes, new Ninja Turtles the, came out. Mm-hmm. He's not a teller now. Is he? Yes, he is. No, dang. Mm. I, I confess I have not watched it. I just remember oh. it was like the year that they were promoting it really hard. It was a really good show. They're in the Chronicles phase now. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I haven't followed it. Mm. I, I did. I did. I like the live action one, so nobody needs to listen to me. <laughs> the one with the girl turtle, Venus. What? Oh, gee. I thought you. God. Yeah. Okay. See, this I, is I, why. Cut the mic. There was a short lived TV series of Ninja Turtles that was live action. Where they can follow Tesseract and get up on your latest hijinks. We have a Facebook page of the Tesseract Players of Boston. And, and you spell it unique again? How was it? T-E-S-E-R-A-C-T-E. So one S, not two. Oh. You can find us on Instagram at Tesseract as well and on Snapchat. All right, good stuff. Perfect. Thank you very much. And keep an Perfect. eye out for you guys at? Boston Comic Con, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as well as at Apple Cinemas, Entertainment Cinemas Lemonster and Cinema Salem as well as uh, all around in October. Oh yeah, on the 18th of August, real quick, we have an awesome beach party at our Lemonster location. Oh man, be- so wait, it's wait, wait, beach wait, wait. party beach, themed. Beach blanket party? Could be beach, beach psycho beach party, beach blanket bingo party, uh, it's all different kinds of beachy goodness. And uh, we are also going to have a big Halloween show at Davis Square Theater on Halloween night at 8 p.m. So yeah. mark your calendars now, guys, because if you have not seen Rocky it's Horror, gonna get weird. there's no better time than Halloween night. Uh-huh. might be the time. I'll be cosplaying. This might be you. my year. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to delve into, um, oh, this is a special film. I'm talking about SWAT Under Siege. 
This is a movie that came out uh, just recently. You can actually watch it online for free. Um, on and, the uh, tube. Yes, on YouTube, on a few other networks too. YouTube probably the most, the easiest accessible, and it's a pretty simple story. It's pretty straightforward, and it's not covering any kind of new ground. I'll break it down real quick. The plot is: a SWAT compound comes under fire from an international terrorist who relentlessly and violently pursues a mystery man who is apprehended by Seattle SWAT after Seattle a raid SWAT went horribly like a wrong. Guy. Seattle Swall well, no, Seattle Swatch the department. <laughs> yeah. But it's starring Michael Jai White and Adrian Padalecki. I don't see uh, not, Michael uh, Jai White Padalecki. in enough movies. I know that. Michael Jai White is a grossly underappreciated actor. Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, if it wasn't for Black Dynamite, he'd have stayed stayed in that realm of like that guy. Fringe. That the so and so. What's his name? What's his nuts? You know? Yeah. Um, along the same lines as Bokeem Woodbine. As, um, yeah, seriously, you know my relationship He's one of those dudes, man. It's like he does a lot of work, and you'll know his face. You'll forget his name. You know his pecs, too. From Jeez. Yeah, no, the man is cut. He's like, stacked just up. Just D's ridiculously. Um, the Jerry Springer movie. <laughs> 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 my favorite is that uh, his girl catches him out, just basically sneaking around, and he's there. He's like, I know what you were doing. He's like, no, 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 baby, you don't understand. See, I was out taking a walk and saw this sign that said, All Night Bible Study. <laughs> Wait a minute. You've seen this? This seems no. legit. Is this Spawn? This is Spawn. Oh my good. I, yeah. I knew I recognized you that You didn't voice. recognize Spawn himself? Michael Jai. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. I didn't recognize Spawn. Spawn's a burnt like, for like yeah, but he's 15, in, he's 90 he's in the first 15 minutes. That inner beauty. Yeah. He's got like burnt flesh all over the place. But he's in the yes, movie. Yeah. In the first 15 him. minutes, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this was not Spawn. This was not even the Jerry Springer movie. That's upsetting. <laughs> this was not the Steven Seagal movie. Now I just want to rewatch Spawn. It's John Leguizamo's second finest film. It's on Netflix, oh. actually. Right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I watched geez. it the other day. Yeah, they're talking about remaking it, too, so chew on that a little bit. But this movie stars Michael Jai White, as I said, Adrian Pilecki, who, if um, the name doesn't sound familiar, you may recognize as uh, Agent Morse, uh, Agent Bobby Morse from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., also from the, uh, the failed Wonder Woman pilot. Uh, she's actually done really good stuff, and they were uh, grooming the Morse character for a um, for her own show uh, with the pilot uh, because her character on Agents of Shield was so popular. Uh, she's done pretty good work and become kind of a known face. And this is not the most prestigious title she could have been attached to, but her performance in this is a departure from what we're usually seeing her play. And I won't give any spoilers, but it was interesting. And this movie, which um, I'm not gonna lie. It was a combination of bad acting and good acting with really crappy dialogue. Mm, it's basically the epitome of your classic 80s, oh man, they're just good cops in a bad situation type movie. And I, then there's the, what do you got, Johnny? Because you oh, saw man. this too. This is, this is garbage beyond <laughs> belief, man. I have never, I've had more satisfaction and entertainment going on the, wow. on the throne than I did wow. Wow. Okay, watching this. A, this is terrible. So... All the, acting, words. all the acting is actually really good. I actually liked because they're they're kind of working with what they had. I yeah, didn't I, I, didn't I didn't see any that. instances of anyone sort of. Then it's uh, not good acting. They have to, they don't elevate. Misdoing and they had some decent choreography going in there. Yes, Nothing the, crazy, but it was like they did have like what was it the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, punch the, thing. They did yeah, have some ridiculous. I like that. That's a very specific type yeah. of punch. But I think it was owning up to what uh, what that movie was supposed to be, which is mm. like the 
awful, awful action movies of the late 80s and early to mid 90s, like Hard Target. This is like those this are is like a classics. Hard Get well, okay. No, we're, we're talking about we're talking about movies that you would see straight to video. Um, you would see yes. like um movies Very called Deadly Weapon instead of Lethal. You know, uh, you'd yes. find them all next to just like a sequel uh, to anything else that doesn't have the original cast. No, no, no. <laughs> Some, something made that's supposed to be like a popular movie, but not quite. It's just hey, we uh, like. Okay, perfect example is when Twister was big. They had those movies that were all called Tornado. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, called, you know... Well, Just trying to cash in on something that was yeah, popular. Catastrophic yeah, Catastrophic Wind. making you know? it real Yeah, yeah. It well, was, this was definitely one of those. Yeah, it's... The, the biggest failure of this movie is that everything about it is generic. The scenario is generic. The story is generic. The writing is generic. Everything is derived from something else, and it's... it's uh, what's the word? Cliche. It's the most no, cliche movie with, I've ever seen. Well, I this is a movie the, that no one's really heard of. That's on YouTube. Well, it's brand new, so I mean, give it time to actually, you know, uh, uh, you know, see if we can establish a ground and a fan base. Because nah. one thing I have to call out is it's a Michael Jai White movie that's not actually starring Michael Jai White. The main character mm. in this is the uh, is the uh, the commander. You know, of Van Damme's been His making movies like that. Like he'd be like Sean Jean Claude Van Damme. He's in like ten minutes of it, and it's like some other actor. Well, those I think for Van Damme are just a paycheck. This was was Jai White taking, I'm not sure if it was intentional, but taking kind of a back seat. He is a major character, but like a second you know, okay. seat major character, this one dude played by Sam Yeager, who for what they wrote for him gave a decent performance. He seemed like a guy who was actually trying and a guy who cared about his team. And you're, you're absolutely right. This was good actors, mostly good actors, with really bad dialogue. And the main yeah. thing that got me about the dialogue specifically, where the hell was Jai White supposed to be from? Because all, all I heard was it's like he's he's speaking like himself, but his vote his, his speech patterns, his cadence is very like old school and those old like racist movies. Where he's it's like going very, for the Oscar pad. No, he's not. He's okay. selling. He's, like he's talking very slow. It's very, very like 1970s Fu Manchu. He's enunciating. Uh, do you remember how Ming the Merciless spoke oh in, in Flash Gordon? Oh, boy. Ima Ming! Imagine, imagine those words and that cadence, but talking like, you know, with my voice and such. So you know, it's ghost dog. But slower. Ghost but, but slower, slower. Yeah. It's like uh, emphasizing every single word. We did just rewatch I the other day. I thought what he did with his voice yeah. actually fit with the movie ah. for his character. I, th I thought what he was like doing, it, it, it didn't take was... me out of it. Let the it's record show that thought... Adam corked a brow at that. Adam Adam's very skeptical of a lot of things. I would actually yeah, recommend... Yeah, I had no right to be about this. Hey, man. Just that one. What I'm going to say is I would actually recommend people check this out. Because there are some movies that are bad. It's free. And they're a waste of time. There are some movies that are bad and they're good. And I just want everyone to know that Pat passed over Sharknado 5 for this. Sharknado 5 was garbage. How dare you? <laughs> and I can say that because I watched it. But it's international. I wasted two hours of my life watching that, <laughs> that backle. And I was, that the, I was the major proponent of the previous Sharknado They movies. killed Brett Michaels in it. What more do you need? Sharknado oh 1 through 3 were a very special experience. Brett Michaels is in... Sharknado? Like poison? Go ahead. Poison Mix, you're, you're, you're jazzed about this. Lay, 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 I watched all three seasons they hit him of with uh, the Rock bus. of Love. <laughs> <laughs> they hit him with the bus. Ridiculous. <laughs> it should have been the Rock of Love bus. Like, that would have been he the just, ultimate. That's what it is. No he, like, just, like, he just like stands in the middle of the street and then like <laughs> looks toward the bus and then he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> He's so bad. All Was right. he wearing a cowboy hat too? <laughs> no, but he does have a nice bandana. I'm going to go on record as saying, uh, as a proponent of SWAT under siege, do not see Sharknado 5. 
But do not see SWAT. Yeah. Well, well, I would say see SWAT. I would like to know. It sounded like when uh, Jai White started speaking, <laughs> he was affecting an African accent. I'm thinking, okay, they're trying to make him a uh, the foreign specialist. Give us yeah. free. And yeah, and then at some point, it's just now he's just speaking this way, and there's no rhyme or reason. He's, it's not even Shakespearean. It's just. It's the language of brain damage, maybe. It, it was oh, no. a, a very unique accent. Unique. Um, it, it was unique. I, I wouldn't pin it directly on the African, but it, it was unique. It was different. It was. It was. It was okay. It's like it's kind of like if you're at, if you're affecting a new version of that old school uh, 1940s. The transatlantic. The, the, exactly. Thank you. Mm. You know, where it never really came from anywhere. You just kind of like made it up as you went along. Yeah. The Eddie Valiant in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It, it <laughs> did actually change a little bit as the movie was going on. His accent did change. <laughs> yeah, that was the like best. He, that's the mark. That's He's the like, mark of a character. That was the best performance in this movie. But you know what? I would recommend it because sometimes you just need to watch a uh, a subpar mediocre movie. Like and, Sharknado Five. And laugh. Oh no! This know? is and SWAT was one of those movies for me. I give it a thumbs up. I disagree entirely. This is the biggest waste of time that anyone could ever go through. Wow! You there? It's it's all the writing on this. It's like the the writer just looked at all the worst of these B straight to movie, you know, eighties and nineties films, yeah. and then just wrote every cliche stereotypical. Is like taking notes on all the stupid stuff. Like, oh, we gotta have a van uh, hit the side of a those little cement things and flip over. But before it fully flips over, there's got to be an explosion. Okay. And how you many? You could not be more wrong. Mix is giving you the finger. How many? Was there not a van that exploded for no reason say, at all? How many Jean-Claude Van Damme backflips do you rate this movie? <laughs> it can't <laughs> even backflip. No, it's not backflip. It's a split. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's split. You know what I'm talking about. I would get... <laughs> you know what I was right, wait, going wait, wait, for wait. here. That's how split. I'm rating everything from now on. How I many Jean-Claude <laughs> Jean Van Damme slick kicks do you I would, I would recommend. I would recommend SWAT uh, Under Siege <laughs> for... Pure dumb funness. It's like they took uh, Shaw and the movie like... Under Siege and combined them. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's it absolutely bad. is. And <laughs> Just take movie... these movies and make them bad. Well, it has suicide bombers. It has Latin gangsters, cartel members, oh. the one mysterious martial arts master, and the SWAT team, cops that are just in the wrong place at the wrong time. All they needed was a, uh, a, a badass gang well, leader. They, 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 they steal his car, and he needed to get him back. At the same time, he's kidnapping someone's daughter, and that guy single-handedly taking down a government. <laughs> and, it, and it even had the secret villain, which they they yes, gave the, away at the very, like... The double agent. Yeah, like, 20 minutes into the movie, you already know no, who they it's threw a lot. Be. They threw a lot of red herrings at no, you. No, they did not. They threw red herrings at you. What I did like is the Battle I, of the Hackers. They had the oh, Battle God. of the Hackers. Oh. The good guy hacker and the bad guy hacker. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so bad. There's one bad hacker and, and one, one good, good hacker. hacker. <laughs> but then but then they had like they had like a cleavage like a, a super cliche cleavage shot of this lady with with a low cut nothing bending in front of of the nerd uh, of the nerd hacker guy and he gets distracted and all of a sudden he looks up and he's I'm like not oh playing at all. This movie passed the Bechtel test, dude. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, wow. How often do you say that? For Whoa, um, incredible. Yeah. Mm. Quick, guys. This, this movie is... Check out this, this work movie, this of feminist masterpiece. Hey, There's nothing... Okay, you know what? You, know what? you say that You say that movie. mockingly, but you can, you can back me up on this. The one really badass character that wasn't like... You know, they tried to really force uh, Jai White's character's badassery. Yep. But the one really badass character was the, um, was the black chick that was the guard. 
Uh, I she, can't she believe two shot. women speak to each other about something that's not a man in this movie. More the Rock's a- HBO, HBO Bowers about starring The Rock does not pass. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's The Rock. You can forgive a lot from The Rock. Her, her character was alright, but it was... Her character was dope. She was she was hardcore. It, it was and while they're trying to push, like, oh, the commander's this badass, oh, the chief is this badass, uh, Jai White, the prisoner's this badass. No, she was the real badass. This dude uh, tried to break in the office. Oh, I'm gonna kill this, uh, this hapless security guard, and she kicks him in the chest, knocks him down, shotgun, boom! Not on my ship, mother... Oh, it was... And she had several scenes, including when she eventually went out, spoilers, but it has to be said, she went out in the most gangster way possible and the most badass death slash multiple kill in this movie. I think her character, the whole purpose of her character was so that they could insert those, (coughs) those, like, cliche quotes before they kill someone. It worked for her though. Everyone, everyone, everyone else felt like they're really, they're really yeah, cheap. Like they're they're those... cheaply forcing it. I just it's got, I just got she, was just, she was just the woman who had a bad day at work and the last thing she needs is for these fools to get up in her stuff. Alright, I, I got that but well, okay, I'm it was saying just so hammed up. Everything. That, that's, everything. The re- that's the reason I would say to see this movie. For her performance. Those like three or four scenes were the, that, that made my day. <laughs> that made the movie for me. Um, the movie is called SWAT Under Siege. It's available now on you can find it on YouTube. You can find it if you search uh, SWAT Under Siege. All the best uh, movies online. are on YouTube, guys. <laughs> well, it's one, it's, it's one, it's one, it's one it's of the It's so that... good, it's free on YouTube. Oh, but the quality is... that like, that That's a big thing that like really hurt my experience, was what? that the video quality was just terrible. And it was like... Uh, actually, for a movie, for a movie like, uh, of this ilk, the quality was actually better than I've seen for a lot of them. The, a lot of them are just overly dark. They're shot at night yeah. for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. The, like, the yeah, and 30 this one, second clip I, I saw before I turned it off was um, you should have watched this one okay. man you missed out alright it's called SWAT it's still Under there I'll, I can probably revisit it later if I alright we'll come back to Adam Blues for a full report but it's called SWAT it's available now it's called SWAT it's called SWAT Under Siege for the 18th time it's available on YouTube right now check it out <laughs> I recommend it Johnny doesn't so we're Check it out. If so there's some stuff. there's some tension here. Yeah. All right. So we've got a few minutes left. I want to kick it over to my man, Just Johnny. Yo. The uh, the apparently hard to uh, please, Just Johnny. Yeah. Uh, for a breakdown of a game we actually talked about a while back, uh, a couple of times a while back actually, because we were very impressed with the packs. We were very impressed with it when it came out, and now it's been ported to Nintendo Switch. You want to give us a lowdown on yeah. uh, on this transfer? Yeah. The game is Slime Sand. It- just got released on Nintendo Switch on the eShop. It's $12. Uh, the game was great on PC. It is fantastic. Probably the ideal spot to play it is on the Nintendo Switch because this really? is a very pickup and, well, just from the game itself, right? You have these small, confined, uh, you know, four rooms, makes up one level. They're very quick. It's very like Super Meat Boy style gameplay. Mm-hmm. And you're just in it, playing a few levels. And then you once you beat that level, you can actually put it down. And it's perfect for the Switch. Because you you could take it with you, handheld, play a bunch of uh, play a couple levels. You know you have five minutes. Boom, that's like three levels right there in this game. Uh, it's fast paced. It has all of the uh, additional things that have been out for the game. It's getting all of its DLC, future DLC, all that's going to be free included with the game as well. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it, this is probably the ideal place to play. It's it on the Switch. Thirty seconds to oh. get the hang of it too. Yeah, and it's so. really fast, fun gameplay. It, it's the exact same game, and the only the only quorum I have, uh, the only the only issue I have is that you can't change the controls. Really? Which I a... I think is 
that's a big letdown because uh, <coughs> who maps a button, very important buttons to very weird locations uh, that like the X button does like a little zoom gotcha. in. And I'm hitting, I'm hitting the select button to jump, that type of setup. Not that weird, but it is it is a little weird. I think they might have done it in order to uh, modify the control. So when someone takes, when you go like multiplayer with this, take out one Joy-Con, take out the other Joy-Con, hand it to one other person, do like some co-op uh, stuff. Okay, I was thinking it was stuff. more along the lines of, I'm not sure if the Nintendo Switch, I know the Genesis did this way back in the day, but they would make, design certain games so that they worked one way with the six with the six button controller, and that was the more easy operation. So if you had a three button, then you would kind of SOL, but if you had a six button, I don't know if there's any alternate controllers available for the Nintendo Switch. But maybe those would make it more accommodating. Oh, so you can play in like handheld with the with the Joy-Cons or use the Joy-Cons plugged into the little uh, grip or even use the Pro Controller. I've used all of those things and it's it's great regardless of how you play it because it's really just a, a three-button game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can play in any of those configs. Uh, I did experience uh, a a freeze, a game freeze, when I switched from the do? Pro Controller to um, handheld, no, vice versa, from handheld to Pro Controller, mm-hmm. it did lock up the game uh, where I had to restart it, but I restarted it, it booted up, things were fine. So there might be some bugs still in there in this very slimy, slimy game mm-hmm. that need to be debugged, deslimed. Okay, yeah, now you just, yeah, just reaching for I'm the trying, yeah, I'm trying. Nah, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Mix has a pun for us. It's, it's yeah. fine, I don't need to make the slime puns, it's alright. Slime is your realm, though. It's I mean, not a cat. I mean, you've That's been riveted right. this whole review, so I want, I want, I want to hear what, I mean, what your thoughts are on it coming to the beloved Nintendo Switch. You merely came to slime, I was born in it. Molded <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I actually really love this game. I played it at PAX like six times. I kept going back to it. I, I don't have a Switch, but I, I have it on my computer, and I really, really like this game. There's a joke there I really couldn't bring myself to make. Mm. I don't have a Switch, but... Just just imagine having that game with you at all times, all the sliminess, and oh, so if slimy. there's another person, you can just hand him the other controller and be like, let's slime together. Okay. I'm just going to leave that That's... where it is, Johnny, because you're making eyes at me, and I don't want to go there. This is a family show. Uh, it's your hair. Yes, no, <laughs> sure. It's been very wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Right. What are you talking about? I just want to slide on on your hair and slime <laughs> away. I don't know. I just want to remind Adam, everyone. Adam, it's, it's I so do. I do want to address everyone real quick, and I want to make sure everybody understands that the plot of this game is that you are are literally inside a giant snake, mm-hmm. and you're trying to escape the snake. Yes. And you you are in you're in a snake. Well, hold on. Like a first, first you start by getting swallowed by a snake, yes. and then coming out its back end. Yeah, and then you decide to go back through the snake from its back end, like out you the way do. You came. Yeah. Like you do. Yes, it's like, like something from a German website. Okay, so this has been the Geek Down here on <laughs> WMF Radio Family Show. Mm-hmm. I want to thank our in-house guest Melissa of the Boston of the Tesseract Players of Boston. All right, we'll remind our listeners once again where they can uh, follow up on the Tesseract activities. So they can follow us on Instagram at Tesseract, as well as on Facebook, Tesseract Players of Boston, and it's Tesseract, T-E-S-E-R-A-C-T-E. All right, awesome. Featuring the always well-informed, the always awesome, and always super slimy Mix Macabre. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Also want to thank the man over there, the always understated, the always wrong about movies like SWAT, but still we appreciate him. <laughs> just Johnny? Yep. All right. Black Adam Willis, the man, the myth. The, no, he's just a myth. Just a myth. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right, and of course, DJ Herbie Herb. Woo! My man. 
All right, and of course, you, the lovely listeners, I want to remind you, you can check us out at geekdownradio at gmail.com. If you have anything to say, you want to comment on anything you heard during the show, you want to just talk back and forth, you want to rap with us, kids. Also, you can check us out on YouTube, on Facebook, on iTunes, on Twitter. You see our pretty faces on Instagram. We're all over the sucker. If you go to geek-down.com, all the links are in the About section. You can catch us up. Also, on our latest activities, ourselves and we'll catch you right here next monday night 9 p.m same bat time same bat channel but until then be excellent to each other peace, peace.